Podcast Answer Man, episode number 99. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, we're going to be talking about Feed Burner, topic I've covered many times in the past, but they were in the news recently, at least on my blog. On January 19th, 2009, I talked about Feed Burner moving their accounts over to Google and why I told you to wait. That's right, folks. Back on January 19th, 2009, over at PodcastAnswerMan.com, I did a blog entry titled, Moving FeedBurner Accounts to Google. Wait for now. And of course, back then, uh, what was going on, and it had just come out uh, early, you know, actually right around the second week of uh, January, we all knew that FeedBurner had been purchased by Google, that, that Google had acquired them. Now, the debate of whether or not to use FeedBurner has been around for a very long time. And I recall back in my early days, back when I was just a novice at this and trying to decide what I wanted to do, it seemed like to be able to create an RSS feed that worked with iTunes and was compatible with all the category listings, the the had the proper language in there to, to show the explicit or not explicit information, and all the artwork and everything to work just fine. If you wanted to be able to do that and have it automated and have it very simple to to function and, and not have to really manually go in and hard code uh, background PHP and RSS feed information, you had two options back in the day. One of those options was to use a feed burner, or a feed burner. Yeah, one of those options was to use feed burner, which is a service that takes your RSS feed uh, let's just say whether you're using Blogger, whether you're using, you could even use Tumblr. Did you know you could create a podcast and and basically run it off the service Tumblr, which is T-U-M-B-L-R dot com? Of course, uh, also you could possibly be using a, ho- a free hosted account over at WordPress dot com or maybe even your own installation of WordPress uh, on your own server, which of course is my preferred method. Now, if you're using any of those different services, you can certainly use FeedBurner. It'll t- basically, what it does is it takes your RSS feed from those sites, and and it will actually take all that information and say, okay, here is everything in the feed, but then it will modify and create a new feed based upon the information contained within the original feed. But this new modified feed, or this burned feed, if you will, is that in essence a feed that has been specially uh, formulated, formatted, if you will, for use in iTunes and other podcast catchers. So in essence, when you're blogging with WordPress or when you're blogging with Blogger, the intent is that those RSS feeds are going to work great in any typical RSS reader, such as Google Reader or whatever uh, NetVibes or whatever place you're using to read your RSS files. However, when it comes to podcasting, there are some needs in addition to just simple RS to, ha- to make sure that those work, especially in iTunes. That was the big issue of the day. 
So what FeedBurner does is it, 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 it takes and gives you the options. You can actually change the name of your feed. Uh, you can change the description, make it different than what either Blogger or WordPress is putting in their RSS. So you can, in essence, one of the neat things about it was it, it allowed you to change the name of your podcast show and the description without actually changing the name of your blog. Uh, so there were some side benefits, but the big benefit here is that everything looks really nice in the iTunes music store, and it, and it makes it a valid feed to be burned there. So that's all good and well. Now, the thing is, is many people did not like this option of feed burner, and the reason why is because, well, quite honestly, you don't own your own feed, and I get that. The one thing that FeedBurner in my mind had going for it was that FeedBurner was being used by literally tens of thousands of people, if not more. And it just seemed like, I mean, this is a very easy way to go. Now, the other option that was available at the time that, that was very prevalent, I mean, I'm sure there were multiple other options, but the only two I really weighed heavily on was to either go the FeedBurner route or to actually keep my feeds local and have everything done on my own server and use a plugin called PodPress. Now, I got into PodPress, and I, I'm not sure if I ruffle any feathers anytime I poo-poo it here on the Podcast Answer Man, and I don't mean to uh, really put it down. In fact, I, one of the greatest benefits for uh, for uh, of PodPress for me individually is the amount of people that that actually end up calling me for consulting work because it quit working on them whenever um, WordPress is updated to a newer version. So in that essence, I should be very thankful for PodPress. But it's it I'm not really because honestly, I, I hate that people have to pay money for my services just because, you know, something quit working. And in my own personal opinion is that I am a minimalist when it comes to plugins. I like to only use plugins with my WordPress installation if they're absolutely necessary. And and I've done an episode a couple episodes back talking about the plugins that I use and why I use them and what they do. So you can go back into the feed and check that out if you want to over at podcastanswerman.com. But anyway, I did not like PodPress early back in the day. It was it seemed a little clunky. It seemed like it was just a little thrown together. And there was one major issue I had, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, um, some of the extra, some of the other reasons why I don't like it today did not exist back then. But one of the main issues I had back in the day was I'm running a WordPress installation over at gspn.tv. And if you go there and look in the sub navigation menu, you'll, you'll see probably there, I think there are listed like 17 different podcasts uh, that are set up as separate categories under one WordPress installation. And each category has its own RSS feed, which basically is its own podcast um, delivery mechanism. And so what I was able to do, or what I was not able to do, was to have album artwork for each individual uh, for each individual category. And I was not able to have a description and a title for each individual category to show up in the iTunes store. So I, I believe that there are plugins that are trying to accommodate multiple category feeds. Uh, I, I think my good friends over at Raw Voice are working on their PowerPress plugin. I have, I personally have nothing against PowerPress. In fact, I've never, never tried it. Um, and if it works for you, that's great. 
But for me, I I kind of found a way that worked, and that was to just take all these individual feeds from my categories. And what really got it for me was the fact that I, regardless of the fact that the the title of my RSS feed, every single one of them starts off with gspn.tv, uh, generally speaking, production network. And then, of course, the description is the same on all of them. doesn't matter what category I'm looking at. That feed is the same all the way through. And so what I loved about feed burners, I could take each of those feeds and I could say, okay, I understand this is what is being reported from my WordPress installation, but there's this option called title and description burner. So I could actually overwrite it and tell the new feed to display a different name and a different description, which allowed me to, of course, name and describe all of my various categories as being their own podcast. And so when you go into iTunes and type in gspn.tv, you'll see a whole list of different shows, but they're all coming from one WordPress installation. But they're all separately burned feeds through FeedBurner and then showing up in iTunes. I know that sounds really confusing and stuff like that, uh, but it is what it is. So so I decided back in the day that we were going to use FeedBurner. That, that's, that's the route that I chose. And even since then, some people have said, well, you know, you really got to watch it because, you know, what if what are you going to do one day if FeedBurner goes out of business or they decide to sell to somebody and, and all of a sudden they're, str- you know, they're trying to do something and 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 nefarious or whatever and and I and I thought about that and and you know I really struggled with it for a little while and then all of a sudden the, the, you know everybody's worst fears were um re- realized they, basically what happened was they were acquired they were bought out by somebody else and of course they were bought out by Google now Google is a great company I like Google a lot I I have a lot of information uh, stored with Google. You know, they're getting so big today, it's kind of tough to trust them with everything. I understand that. But when it all comes down to it, you know, I I feel like I still trust Google these days. And unfortunately, there are some time, there are some instances when Google buys something or Google gets their hand in something and it's a place where good things go to die. And that I, I think the most recent version of that was when they purchased Jaiku or Jaiku, which was a competitor to Twitter back in the day. And uh, they finally announced that they were going to kill that. And of course, they started up their Google video and and they I think they've either already or just recently shut off the ability to upload any new content to Google video. But that's because they acquired uh, YouTube. Now, if there's anything that I think that we can say about this is the fact that the biggest reason why I'm still okay with FeedBurner and it even being acquired by Google is the fact that if anything goes wrong, terribly wrong, there the entire social media world will have something to say about it. I mean, you think Twitter was bad. For those of you who have been following Twitter and you, you've you heard maybe the terms of service issues over at Facebook, you think that people cried foul when when Facebook all of a sudden changed the terms of service and say, we own all of your content and you can't take anything down without us already owning it and all this other stuff. Basically what happened was the entire Facebook community just went on Twitter and everybody's ranting and and hating on them, blog entries left and right about how horrible Facebook is. Everybody's going to, you know, take a mass exodus of 
Facebook and and boy oh boy did things change really quick. They reverted back to their old terms of service and and now I think the last time I logged into Facebook I saw something about the fa- to the effect that they were asking for people's input on helping to design the new whatever it is. And so uh the people reacted when Facebook did something completely stupid. And there was no denying the fact that everybody in the world is going to hear about their stupidity. And 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 so people responded, Facebook reacted, people got what they wanted. My feeling is that FeedBurner would have the same effect. If if Google did something really stupid with FeedBurner, people would react. People I mean, and we're not to, we're not only talking about podcasters. We're talking about literally tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of bloggers who are using FeedBurner as well. So I've always felt very comfortable with FeedBurner, not to mention the fact that they understood that many people had some issues uh, such as, you know, not owning your own feed and stuff like that. And they came up with this thing called the My Brand service, which is where you could have, you know, let's just say feeds.yourdomainname.com or slash whatever the name of your podcast and it would actually forward to you could actually have that forward to um, your domain and, and have it hidden the fact that you are actually using a feed burner feed and it, it would in everybody's eyes it would appear that that's your own feed there so so they were even aware that people had issues with this and and they they kind of addressed some of those concerns. So for people who don't want to have uh, what we had, for example, for Podcast Answer Man, feeds.feedburner.com slash Pam, P-A-M, Podcast Answer Man. So that was my feed address. Now, I have no qualms about having my address be feeds.feedburner.com slash P-A-M. And the reason I never had a problem with this is because I've, Gosh, back in, when I was starting everything up from scratch, I was probably subscribed to as many as 30, maybe 35 podcasts at the time. And I would say out of those podcasts, at least 28, 29 of them all had feeds.feedburner.com slash something. So, and, and not only that, but if I really enjoyed a podcast, really, if I really enjoyed a podcast, let me give you an example. I really enjoy Father Roderick's Daily Breakfast. If all of a sudden I went two, three, maybe four uh, period um, days without a daily breakfast showing up, I might go and start thinking to myself, what's going on with that? And of course, in that instance, I'm going to go to the site. I know where to find daily breakfast. I go over to sqpn.com and all of a sudden I would probably, you know, in that case, I would either see that Father Roderick is either ill because he's not feeling well, he's on vacation, or... Possibly there might be a blog entry and a big old notice that says, hey, we've had a major impact uh, based upon, you know, some stupid things that FeedBurner has done in Google. And so therefore we're readdressing our feeds. Here's our brand new feed for now. Please sign up here. We apologize for the different or for the uh, inconvenience. So (coughs) in the event that something would go wrong, it's not like people can't find us on the Internet. They can't Google us, even if they don't know our website address. It's not like they can't Google us which I would even say uh, as a little hint here for everybody that it's probably important that you have your own domain name. Even if you're using, uh, even if you're using something like uh, lostpodcasts.blogspot.com, which I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that is uh, the, the actual name for uh, the Lost Podcast Network. 
But for, <laughs> even they don't even have it yet. I, I should talk to them about that. But uh, you should own LostPodcastNetwork.com or TheLostPodcastNetwork.com so people know where to find you easily. You know, if you're if the name of your show is uh, Once Upon a Time um, and, and your web address is OnceUponAtime.tumblr.com, that might be very difficult. Even if they knew it, some people won't even know how to spell Tumblr because with all this Web 2.0 stuff, you don't put all the vowels in everything. So a little extra hint here is basically own your own domain. It's very cheap. Uh, I think you can pick one up for about eight bucks a year. And then all you do is sign in and go and uh, throw it right on in and, and forward it to your domain uh, wherever you're hosting your file or where you're, wherever you're hosting your site where all your show notes and stuff are. So with that, basically, FeedBurner, I've, I've always been totally cool with it. No worries, no problems whatsoever. I will just state for the record, I've never been a fee, uh, fan of FeedBurner uh, stats. And if anybody's out there that you know, has anything to say about their stats, is my opinion on the record. I think their FeedBurner stats um, are horrendous. I don't think they're accurate in any way, shape, or form. And uh, if you're ever wondering what I do for stats, of course, these days, myself personally, I'm not that concerned about stats anymore. Uh, I don't do anything that really requires for me to do any reporting for anyone personally. And even most of my clients, they're all uh, into this for something else other than, you know, CPM, cost per thousand uh, impressions for advertising. So really, stats is not something that's something that, that really comes across my mind. Now, there are some of you out there that are stats hounds and you want to know stats. And and I believe I personally, I've had extremely awesome success in using Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Um, and, and I think they have terrific stats and they have a great algorithm for calculating those and stuff. But anyway, feed burner stats, for the record, I don't like them. So, What's recently happened? January 19th, 2009. We all know Google has acquired FeedBurner. And the day came that they did something not stupid, but in my opinion, silly. It just absolutely silly. So basically one day back in January, if I when I logged in, I got this note in, in bold print. It says, hey, we're moving FeedBurner accounts to Google. Click here to learn more or move your account now. And so basically, if you were to click the learn, the learn more link at that time, it took you to a Google help page that was titled transferring FeedBurner accounts to Google accounts FAQ. And upon first glance, it would appear that the announcement is basically simply that all you're going to do is change your login credentials. Well, that's not exactly what was the case in this in this circumstance. They're actually moving you over to an entire new server. And so <clears throat> let's just let's just explain to you what's happened here. So I have a Google account. My Google account is under Cliff EOTC, and uh, that stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. And so Cliff EOTC has been my Google account. That's how, that's what I use for Blogger. Um, after they per- acquired Blogger, it's what I use for Google Documents. After Google acquired Rightly, um, Cliff EOTC signs me into almost all of my Google stuff. No problem at all. So I already had a Google account. Now, when I log into FeedBurner and, I, and when I initially went in to transfer everything over, because I wanted to do this right up front and get this over with and kind of 
if I if there were any problems, kind of figure out how to solve those problems, fix those problems, so that I could see what um, I'm going to need to help people with if there are issues in this transfer. Now, when I did this, I had an issue. I had a really big issue. The fact was is that I went ahead and said basically I went to feed or no I went to feedburner.com and I logged in and I clicked transfer account now and it says do you have a uh, an existing Google account or shall we create one for you and of course I clicked on the button that says I already have an existing account and it just asked me for my login and password so I typed in Cliff EOTC in my password and I logged in it says transferring accounts and then it all of a sudden it gave me a huge problem it says move feeds to Google account and then um, it gave me a big huge bold print with a big old red X next to it it says the following feed URLs are already in use PAM now, this this gave me a huge flag. I'm like, okay, wait a second. I thought all I was doing was changing, you know, switching the administration the administration end of this over to a Google server. I thought all I was going to do is instead of logging in at feedburner.com, I was going to start logging in at feedburner.google.com and everything else was going to be the same. Not the case. It was immediately at that point in time that I recognized and realized that they were going to change all of my feed addresses. That's right. So in essence, let me give you an example here. Uh, Feeds.feedburner.com slash gspn. That's our all-inclusive feed over at gspn.tv for the free feeds, all the free content that we release. Now, in after, once this transfer would take place, my feed would go from feeds.feedburner.com slash gspn to feeds2.feedburner.com slash gspn. So in essence, it's almost identical. I mean, almost identical, identical except for one digit. Instead of feeds.feedburner, it's feeds 2 feedburner.com moving all of our feeds over to a new account or a new server so it's not just changing the administration but it is also actually literally moving our account our entire feed and everything onto a new server so when I went to do this back in January I had a real issue um, I had one it, it basically in essence when I went to when I went in and created the transfer I have a feed that is feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM. And what this error was saying to me, it's like, wait a second, we can't change this to feeds two dot feed or dot let's see, feeds two dot feedburner.com slash PAM because somebody has already created that. Now the only thing I can think of is at this time, there was there was the ability for you to go in under feed feed burn <laughs> easy for me to say feedburner.com no feedburner.google.com it's very possible for any of us to go to feedburner.google.com and create and burn a brand new feed and if somebody before I went in under this new service this new side of of Google and uh, they went in and created a brand new feed and they used the the same slash whatever as what my transferred feed would be, then 
you would get this error. So in essence, what happened was somebody went in and they created a a brand new uh, feed or they created, a, they burned a feed and they chose PAM as their new thing. And so when I went to transfer my feed over, it was, it was unavailable. Now, I guess Google must have anticipated that this might possibly happen. But what, but basically what I had, what happened was I said, you know what? I'm very busy right now. I don't have time to deal with all this. I'm certain that Google's going to kind of iron this all out. Well, the good news is they did uh, because recently, as of last week, I signed in to Google, or I'm sorry, I signed into FeedBurner. I went to FeedBurner.com, and there was no longer the option to move the feed. Um, it, it there there was no option. You couldn't do anything unless you clicked the button that says transfer your account to Google now. And so I did. I went ahead and clicked it again, and I was I was just waiting for that error to come up, and it didn't. It just says, you know, we're moving your accounts. Now, I will tell you, I had, I think I have 33 feeds in my feed burner account. Uh, all of my different podcasts, I have several feeds burned for several clients of mine and, and some other stuff that I do. And uh, in essence, my, you know, we, I, it took a while and I, th- I think it took about 25, 30 minutes before uh, I got a notification in my inbox, which is what what will happen when it's all done. Uh, but I about 20, 25 minutes later, I got an in, a notification that says all your feeds are now accessible over here. And in fact, it gave me this big long list and it says here are your new feeds. And all of them said feeds2.feedburner.com slash PAM, feeds2.feedburner.com slash GSPN, feeds2.feedburner.com slash weekly loss podcast. And so it, it was all feeds too. Now, here's the big question. What is going to happen to all of these people who are subscribed to my feed using not the feeds too, but the feed, the feeds address, feeds.feedburner.pam? Well, the answer is nothing's going to happen to them. It's going to completely be totally fine. And so don't worry about this transition. In fact, uh, before I go on to talk about that, I would like to address what I think happened with the PAM uh, scenario where where it said uh, the following URL has is already in use. My only thinking here now I didn't get any notification about this whatsoever, but my only thought about this is that Google must have anticipated that it could be possible that somebody could get under the new server and create a an a, a feed account with the same address as something that has already been in, in existence for quite some time on the old system. And my only feeling is that they may have introduced some method of saying, you know, uh, in essence, if somebody, well, back, well, back on January 19th, it would, they, it was in place to say, I'm sorry, you can't do this, but I just let it sit. I let feed burn. I let Google sit on this for a while. I knew I had until the end of February. And in essence, what I believe happened was they introduced something that says, listen, if, if somebody needs to transfer, we need to get them transferred over. And if they already have the existing, uh, you know, the end URL, such as PAM, if they already have PAM and they've had it on the old server, then anybody who has signed up for that on the new server gets bumped. That I, I have to imagine, I cannot imagine any other scenario. So the only thing I can think of is when I actually went in the second time and asked it, or didn't ask it, but I was forced to transfer my account over to 
the new feedburner.google.com, my thinking is that it processed my PAM feed and it bounced the other person off of the server. And they and I would hope that whoever that was. Now the thing is though, is back at the time when it says this is already in use, I went to go find that feed and I couldn't. So maybe it was just a quirk in their system. But hopefully they would at least get a you know some kind of notification if that did happen. <clears throat> but the good news is that I want to just give a follow-up to that blog entry and say everything's moved over, everything's fine. But what about these addresses? Now I have chiclets. Chiclets are little tiny buttons. If you go to uh, podcastanswerman.com and you look in under show notes and see any of my show notes for any of the podcast episodes, you'll see click here to subscribe with Zoom, click here to subscribe with iTunes, click here to subscribe with uh, via RSS. And then on the right-hand side of my page, I have the iTunes button and the, the RSS button You know, much bigger on the right-hand side. And I have that for all of my podcasts. And it's all all of those links or all those images, those little chiclet images for subscribing are all linked to feeds.feedburner.com slash whatever the name is. Now, here's the good news. On that, remember I told you there was a FAQ on the Google site? Here is one of the big questions, and this will put everybody's mind to ease. It, it, the question is, how long will the feeds.feedburner.com slash name address work? The answer Google gave, and it's in writing, it is our intent to keep backward compatibility with your feed address as long as this service exists. So basically, for as long as FeedBurners exists, if somebody types in feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM or P-A-M, it will immediately go ahead and accept that and take them to feeds2.feedburner.com slash PAM. I've tried it a hundred times. It works perfect on all of my domains. Absolutely no problem at all. Now, with that being said, they do suggest that any links that you have on your site, that you go ahead and update them to feeds2.feedburner.com. I don't know why they suggest that if you've already um, got it. If anything, maybe just in case uh, to, to, to take out a link in the chain of how they get your information, perhaps maybe one day the the actual server that does the redirect might go down or something and and the actual feeds2.feedburner.com maybe that's going to that'll continue to work and uh, and if that's the case then you don't have anything to worry about so uh, if you can avoid any issues with the redirect server then it's good to have your content out there so my suggestion <coughs> if you have links excuse me if you have links to your rss feeds change them to feed well first of all transfer over to google get that done as quick as you can now um and go ahead and change that from feeds.feedburner.com slash the name of your feed all the way and go ahead and switch it over to feeds2.feedburner.com so that they link up to the right place but all of the people who are currently subscribed to you in their rss readers all the people who are subscribed to you in itunes they're not going to notice any difference at all you don't have to mention anything at all it's all just going to work. Now, this is all true. Everything that I've said so far is completely true, except for one group of people. And that is the group of people who are using this thing called uh, My Brand. If you're using My Brand, there, there, there is a requirement that you're going to want to switch over and, and uh, change what we call the C name. Now, if first of all, I, I'll just say this. If you're... 
If you're the type of person out there that you're using the My Brand service and you understood how to set it up, you're probably already aware of everything that I'm talking about because that's for a little bit more of the advanced user. But if you're using the My Brand service, it is it is very important that I think before March, oh, I can't remember the date, but uh, they said uh, if you don't switch it over by March something, it is going to your 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 my brand service is going to quit working on the old service so in essence they're not doing a redirect of that um so basically just go in and add or change your your c name to the to the new feeds to dot whatever but for all of us who are using just you know feed burner or feeds dot feedburner.com slash the whatever the name is of your url then uh, everything's going to be fine no problems at all and I can officially tell you that there's no reason for you to wait. Now, I will read to you real quickly uh, something I found on the Google blog uh, for FeedBurner on February 19th, 2009. There was a known issue. It says, if you received an email from FeedBurner that instructs you to move your FeedBurner.com to Google, to a Google account, however, when you sign in to FeedBurner.com, you are not prompted to take any action here are some possible causes. First, one or more of your feed feeds use Yahoo Pipes. Uh, pipes feeds, at, okay, basically you're using the Yahoo Pipes feeds as your source of your content. Currently, feeds hosted on Google do not work reliably with the Yahoo Pipe service, but feeds still hosted in the original feeds.feedburner.com environment do. We're still working directly with Yahoo to resolve this issue permanently. So if you are one of those people who have created like some kind of real funky feed where you've taken multiple different RSS feeds, piped them all into one custom feed and then fed it through FeedBurner, uh, there is a known issue that they have um, as of February 19th. Now, it could be that they fixed it. I'm recording this on the 27th. Uh, it says also, we may have detected that one of your feeds.feedburner.com feeds conflicts with a feed addressed address in, in in the Google hosted system. Will we be contacting you directly about this conflict and our resolution for it? Now, I will tell you that uh, I, I completely expected that to be the issue with my podcast answer man feed, but I'm just glad to tell you that if you go to feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM, uh, it, it's definitely 100% all solid and ready to go here for this podcast. So that's my update on uh, FeedBurner. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, oh, one thing I will say is that many people reported, of course, I'm not a huge fan of stats, so it's not a big deal to me, but it, I understand that if you're a big stats person, you shouldn't be looking at FeedBurner, in my opinion. But for many people reported that once you made once they made the switch over from the feedburner.com to the feedburner.google.com account. Uh, it could be that your your stats kind of disappear or go flaky for as much as even a day or up to even four or five days. But everybody's reported that they've gone back to normal uh, after just a couple days. And uh, normal, in my opinion, just isn't good. So <laughs> they're just not good stats. So, folks... I mean, that's that's pretty much what I have. I would say go ahead and switch over. If you don't have a Google account already, you'll you'll definitely want to set that up. You want to switch everything over 
Um, I believe I can give it my full blessing now. I, I haven't experienced any problem over uh, outside of what I had originally reported with the uh, conflict of a my URL name being used on the feed burner or on the Google side. But uh, that's all cleared away on my end. I did it. I have tons and tons of feeds on mine. They all work perfectly. Um, got probably out of all the different shows that I produce, maybe as many as 45, 55,000 uh, subscribers out there. Not a single person, not even one, has even mentioned the fact that they've noticed anything different. And all the content is still being delivered on the free feed. So. Nothing to work, worry about if you run into problems. Of course, Google does have a, 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 a help page there. They have a Google group to help answer questions as well. And um, I, I really, honestly, I don't think there's anything to worry about. So uh, I'd give it a green light. Go ahead and do it. Uh, when you do switch over to the Google account, um, your old feed's going to work. You don't have to go back and change everything in the past. But from this point forward, just make sure that your little buttons... Uh, that you post in your in your links or inside your show notes and that are on the sidebar of your blog or whatever. Just make sure that they're pointing the feeds to .feedburner.com. And outside of that, I think everything is all golden. And hey, I just want to say thank you for those of you who have recently used me for your consulting needs and equipment needs. I have some special uh, deals going on right now for equipment. If you are looking for a high LPR40, You'll want to contact me as quick as possible. I'm offering free shipping and a price that is lower than you'll find anywhere on the high LPR 40. Uh, not to mention the fact that I'm getting ready to uh, fire up some uh, new answers here on podcastanswerman.com. Uh, got lots and lots of questions. You can, of course, call in your question at area code 859-795-4067. Leave a voicemail and uh, I'll try to get to your question and... Looking forward to it. I, I, you know, it's, I've had a lot of these interviews all in the can, ready to go for you guys. Put them all out there, and so I'm ready to get back to answering some questions, sharing some insights with you. I definitely want to get the feed burner information out there. I know you guys have been eagerly anticipating it. And uh, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast, Answer Man. And I'll be back very shortly. I mean, really shortly with episode number one. Until next time, join the community.